Hello, beautiful people. It's Kat, and welcome back to This Human Thing, a podcast on the human experience, uh, where we have honest and real conversations about this human thing that we're all doing, learning to connect deeper to ourselves, to others, uh, so we can live more vibrantly, however that looks for you. And this show just exists to serve and offer different perspectives of the reality in which we're all living and how can we live it more fully. (laughs) So today in episode two of This Human Thing, I am kicking it with one of the first people I met here in San Diego, Scott Marcinic, also known in the music scene as Scotty (laughs) Mars. Um, He is a beast on the snowboard, a bass magician, and has quite the green thumb. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure there's so much more that he's (laughs) humbly hiding. Uh, From an outside view, I see how you pour passion into everything you do, whether that be making music um, or your relationships or any of your other creative pursuits. And although you sound super cool on paper, the thing that really stands out the most to me about you is just how kind you are. And I really see that... um, in how you interact and move through life authentic kindness and we definitely need more of that so thanks for being on the show today scott welcome thank you thanks for having me cat what an introduction <laughs> you got me blushing over here <laughs> well I'm, I'm not sure i can step up to to all of that but still i appreciate it um i, I know you met me at i think a really good time in my life too uh, right before quarantine, right as I was starting to get more into a lot of the personal projects, you know, with the Scotty Mars and Renegade Sounds and, and starting up a lot of that music stuff. So, uh, yeah, now that we're just enjoying the summer with nothing else, this, <laughs> this is the yeah. best time to jump into it, right? Uh, I love it. So I'm really interested on how you got started into making music. So has it been a while and how did that all get started for you? So I've wanted to start producing music well before I started wanting to DJ, probably for like 10, 12 years or so. Um, I bought a super early intro version of Ableton, uh, the production software I use now, probably about like eight, nine years ago, and didn't touch it for years. Um, I mean, I would jump in maybe once a year just for an hour, you know, drunk or something like not really the best way to learn, Um, but never really uh, kept my focus up on it uh, until after Bass Nectar Freestyles 2018. That was the moment I remember I was, we just were really close up there um, just watching that dude DJ and kind of seeing him move the crowd and everything was really what like, when I was flying home, I decided I was gonna get a mixer. I was gonna start trying to DJ and then work my way up to producing and, and just really make that the focus of my personal life outside of work. Wow. And so it's been it s- slow but sure, you know, moving up. Yeah, so 2018 is when you started. Yeah and all that well it seems like you I don't know from my outside view even though I'm sure that you would say differently like it seems like you really know how to navigate all of that and so that's impressive for just two years thanks I've music aside I'm I'm still very amateur at music theory like playing piano and that sort of thing Um, but I've I've had pretty extensive experience with more of like the creative programming Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adobe, like Photoshop, that sort of thing. I've been doing since high school for classes, um, some for jobs and things too. So navigating the creative software has always been kind of easy. Um, more just converting over to music and, and doing that, which has always been such a big part of my life, but never in a productive sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been cool kind of making that transition. Yeah. So um, speaking of music and all of that, uh, 
I wanted to ask you particularly of all people what music means to you because I feel like you would have a more in-depth <laughs> answer because it really is there's so much emotion For tied sure. into music um, and I know a lot of people if you ask them like why do you like music it's like it makes me feel things you know but right. I feel like you would have a more extensive answer on that right and I appreciate you for asking that question. I don't have an answer bottled up for it, but mm -hmm. I, I guess the best way to put it into a sentence would be that it's the best like analog, like it's the best analogy for this human thing, for all of like life and what mm -hmm. it is in, in the sense that it's energy, it's entirely subjective. And I think at a deep root, it does parallel that, like just in terms of how we live our lives utterly subjective you can go any way there's endless possibilities for me music it is just pure expression i mean it's pure subjectivity i don't think there's anything that's more more subjective in the sense of there's no right or wrong there's no really good or bad it's entirely on personal preference uh, that exists in the world you know there i don't think that yeah, there are rules to follow you know there's keys and things like that that we all collectively agree sound good for the most part more of a framework but within that again there's there's endless variations and it's just it's just the most elastic free form of expression that exists i think and to me that's that's always been fascinating even before i stepped into the creative role of it which i'm still just kind of stumbling around through um I, I think i always really appreciated that that aspect of it wow i've never heard it explained like that before i'm really glad i asked you <laughs> that but yeah that wow what Sorry, That's, that was a long sentence. No, <laughs> no, that was perfect. That was that was a really good parallel. I've never thought about it like that. Thanks. And the way that that acceptance, you know, everyone has their different genres that they primarily listen to and enjoy. Their right. different scenes of music, and you know, we can relate that to our normal lives. Like we have our groups that we hang out with. We have our people and things that we like or dislike. But you know, just as in music like that is something that can really bring us together and connect us no matter right. what background we're coming from I, I mean music is it is pure energy right mm -hmm. I mean it's it's through you know sound through audio waves but it's there's there's just there's no way to put your finger on it and box it up and compartmentalize it and I, I think for me a big thing is realizing in realizing that is trying to keep music not from becoming a product mm. it's something that uh, i've really um i've had that exact same conversation with my, my buddy who i started up the renegade sounds um you know sort of, <sighs> sort of impromptu beach events with um you know we had talked about that and really wanted to wanted to keep it less of like a marketing strategy you know so many shows are put on like like a tier of lineup of djs and and it's you know it's a way to kind of advertise to get you there to make money for the venue to make money for the artist and it's and it's just becomes more of a product like anything else and and the experience that you have as a participant there in the crowd is is a nice offshoot of that but that's not the reason that it's being held so I, I really wanted to make something with that and have the sole focus of my music and you know how we perform it and that thing be that entirely in that realm like not a product just the pure energy of it you know if you're there you get to experience it after it's gone it's gone there's no way to box it up there's no way to bottle it for later and yeah sorry i, I know <laughs> my mind tends to 
tends to kind of go in loops no, all over the place with no clear linear direction. That's so the I point of this podcast. Like this, that's how a normal conversation isn't yeah. so linear. Right. And that's kind of what we're doing here is just like music that or the direction that you're trying to promote with music. It's kind of the same thing. And that's why I really like podcasts because they're not generally or the ones that I like to listen to. They there isn't um, necessarily like a call to action. It's not right. trying to give you one thing. It's very free flowing. We just see where the conversation goes and that's how life is. Like there's some kind of patterns, there's some kind of order to it, just like how some sounds and music sound good or right. not so good together yeah. usually. Um, there's, yeah, there's rules and there's order, but within that there's so much space for creativity and expression. Right. And, as soon as we try to start putting labels and boxing things up and making products, which gives us a sense of control, but that is limiting our experience so, so much. And you can see that and how that's evolved throughout history with like Western culture. Right. I think any of that, that boxing up, trying to, trying to make anything, any concept more of uh, an external thing you can look at separate from yourself and say, look, I can look at this from all sides and analyze it. As soon as you do that, you're you're losing the main essence of whatever it is. In, in my opinion, you know the the best. I mean, we've we've you and I have talked extensively on this about, you know, the power of being in the moment and focusing on the now. And like any therapy, Buddhism, it all focuses on living presently, right? As soon as you take something outside of yourself and try to like look at it, try to package it up, and sell it, which is funny working in sales myself. Like the fact, trust me, there's a lot of distant <laughs> dissonance there. I know, but you know, as soon as you do that, I think you lose the most important aspects of any sort of creative pursuit. You lose that emotion, like that, that human aspect to it. Yeah, no, it's so true. Um, and that just further drives that illusion of separateness that we have from each other, from ourselves, from any of the beautiful things that this life has to offer. As soon as we try to take a picture and record and box up every moment and we do the same thing with ourselves we tell ourselves I'm this one thing and then that's very limiting Mm -hmm. because we always have to say oh no I'm a person who does this so I can't branch out and do this the the labeling yeah yeah and I think in terms of creativity that limits us so much and that's why I really believe that everyone has this capacity and this capability to be a creative and that's a term that gets thrown around a lot it's like oh i'm a creative everyone's a creative just some people express it more than others because they've begun to break down those walls of i am this one thing and i think a lot of people too in trying creative pursuits want the end goal without having to put in the time and to fail at it to stumble to be bad at it and still continue and enjoy it I, i mean i know i've gone through a couple dozen different pat you know personal interests in my life that I've tried to get into and haven't really had the interest for and dropped off um and it's not it's not that it's bad to explore things but yeah you definitely when you have a passion for something you got to push through all the the stumbling mm-hmm. blocks and the too soft audio on the first <laughs> podcast and that sort of yeah thing. guys I've been having some difficulty <laughs> trying to figure out the technological side to all of this oh. i you probably see i keep glancing over at the computer i'm like are we still recording <laughs> is it just fingers crossed that this is working uh, well um, let, let me ask you has there been anything else since you've been in san diego say that you've tried working on it maybe it's either taken 
you know, fallen completely off or kind of taken a back seat, but are there any other like artistic pursuits that you've tried? Yeah, the thing that is both a blessing and a curse for me is I just like almost everything. Like when it comes to hobbies and different avenues I could go down creatively, um, I just, I like them all so much that I keep dipping my toes in everywhere and I never like jump fully in the water with a lot of things. So, um, for example, I guess some of the avenues that I've gone down the most deeply are artwork mm-hmm. and yoga. And so for yoga, that looks like uh, me teaching and, uh, you know, going to classes and whatnot in a yoga studio where we practice asanas. But expanding that further, yoga means to, it means union. It translates from Sanskrit as union or to yoga. That's cool or which really means just to bring connection in your life and like i was saying earlier um the reason why we experience a lot of uh negativity in our life is because of this feeling of separateness or of this feeling of having to identify as one certain thing and so that's really (laughs) i guess you could call it like yoga is the reason that i even wanted to start this Mm -hmm. podcast and it's really been interesting as i dive more deeply into um my yoga practice whatever that looks like and really like my yoga practice is just uh whatever my life looks like at the day it isn't uh subscribing to like certain things that i do every single day like it doesn't give me a schedule or anything but it's just kind of the conscious uh or maybe almost like background track of being like hey everything you're doing is to become more connected whatever that looks like Um, And that has actually fueled so much passion into what I do because it gives me more purpose and it's helped me kind of break through those identification walls Mm -hmm. of, oh, I I can't do this because I'm not that person. Even if I don't say it explicitly, like we have those thoughts, those limiting beliefs. Um, (laughs) You guys can hear the cats meowing. I'm at Scott's apartment right now, which is a fun, a fun change to like knock him down real quick <laughs> hold on not not physically just, just be like hey get off the table buddy um <laughs> yeah but it's it's helped me because it's taken the pressure off mm-hmm. of hey like anything that i do i'm just giving giving it a shot seeing yeah. if it works out like even this podcast i'm like well we'll see how it goes and that that's a big piece i think that people hear you hear all growing up right like mm-hmm. don't you know try try again and and all those what are the words that parable is that what that is like proverbs right Mm -hmm. all our american proverbs about trying and failing and you know not being afraid to afraid to fail and that sort of thing but we all are pretty Mm -hmm. much everything everyone's afraid to fail and i I think social media and how directly interconnected we are like 24 7 now has played a big part of that that there's you know people are afraid to express themselves because there's the wall of anonymity is good in a lot of ways that it can it can let us reach out to new people and find new communities but it can also lead to negative consequences too so i i think as much as my time is also spent online you know especially now during quarantine i I think it's important to get away from it get out like we were on the beach you know the other weekend and and really be able to connect with people face to face because i don't think there's anything like that yeah and talk about like packaging and products like our online presence is a complete product and while that 
you know, allows us to have so many cool opportunities that we wouldn't be able to, I don't know, like reach otherwise. We do need to take, and I know this is such a cliche thing, guys, get off social media, but <laughs> you know, it's so important to take a break and take a step back and be like, oh, I'm not this packaged person that's on my Instagram or my friend is not this packaged person, you know? And I, I think it's, you know, the yin and yang and everything. I think that to some degree, for some things, it is important to have a strong identity to mm-hmm. feel, you know, self-confident, have high self-esteem. And, and for a lot of that, you need labels. You know, mm-hmm. like you need some things that in relation to other people, you feel good about because everyone does. You know, we're not immune from being human. But at the same time, again, it's, it's, it's all about balance. Yes, no, definitely. <laughs> and like with anything we're saying, like we'll, we'll say certain statements, but we don't mean them. Like if we're saying don't do this, we're not saying like to do absolute. the opposite oh, of it. Well, yeah, in op- yeah. We don't no, no absolute extremes. or no, exactly. No extremes. Just yeah. recognize everything is let less of a linear polarity and more mm-hmm. of a sphere, mm-hmm. like color, color sphere, you know, yeah. Just infinite, every possibility. Yes. In between. So yeah. try to look at, I've been trying to look at more problems more like that. I think instead of just a yes or no, you know, right or wrong, left and right, it, there's so many more angles, so many more dimensions to almost everything. Yeah. So true. That's um, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me pull up another question for you. Or sure. I feel like I didn't even really answer your original question all the for way. Other, other Cause I, I go off on so many tangents. Um, good. yeah, but over quarantine and over the course of this year, uh, Yeah, I've been getting into a bunch of different things, I feel like. And especially having so much free time has been such, such a huge blessing. And yeah, even though a lot of this is a lot of unknowns, a lot of our current state of life is a lot of unknowns. um, It's been a really good blessing for me. And like, there's definitely been times of a lot of confusion and a lot of Um, things that don't feel so positive but all of those are always pointing me to where I need to go next and so I'm really grateful for all of that Um, but I've been pouring myself into my artwork a lot so that has been awesome Uh, writing more reading more uh, doing more uh, activities that aren't necessarily uh, working out Gotcha. So I started skating again. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to surf, which isn't going too well. There's you got to get out there still. Too. Well, there's been no waves for two weeks. I know. I checked again today. It was Me like too. zero stars, one to two feet, just completely dead. I was going to go out this morning and it was like one foot and I was like, oh. You got two stars tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay, maybe. It's a possibility. Give it a, give it a hard maybe. <laughs> I'm down. I'm so down. Um, but this podcast was like very uh, abrupt, but it's so funny. There's been certain moments in my life where... I just kind of feel a pull to do something and it just sometimes sounds ridiculous, but I just go with it no, and I, it's, I hear that. it's so great. It just feels like something clicks. You the, know? the more that I read about like Buddhism and a lot of like law of attraction sort of things and that I, I've been trying to rely more on my intuition mm-hmm. for that. When you feel that pull, something tells you that you should be doing this to really follow it. And it's not to say that, you know, that can be fleeting or you can, that can, you know, um, wax and wane in and out but I think when you really feel consistent pull for something over days or over weeks especially that's you know you have to follow it you got to trust your heart on yeah. things more even when your brain's telling you that there's no money in that you know you don't have time whatever it is 
it's amazing how we can restructure ourselves and our lives and our routines that we think are full, you know, to fit. Yeah. And like, if it's a priority, if it's a passion, like you're yeah. always going to have some way to reconfigure your day to make time for that. For sure. Um, and it's also interesting when you start to listen to your intuition and you start to, and this isn't to say like every little thought that comes into your head when you're falling asleep to follow. Cause right. I've had right. so many ridiculous things. I'm like, Oh my God, that'd be so cool. I'm going to do that. Never happens. But I'm not like upset about it because it wasn't a strong enough pull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it almost feels like once you start listening to maybe it's like your heart more I don't really know what to call it but it's literally just a feeling where you're just like okay I need to move in this direction Mm -hmm. and that can apply to literally any situation like whether that be like a new hobby or a relationship or even like as small as oh I'm gonna you know take this street home instead of this street home right um but I feel like yeah but once you start becoming more sensitive to I don't know what's called like that little inner voice mm-hmm. things start to feel a lot more easeful like you start to enter this flow state right. and that's also this is a great transition that's something I also wanted to touch on because um, sometimes in my life during I don't know just certain times I feel like I'm in that flow state a lot of the times life just feels more easeful and it's mm-hmm. not that necessarily anything has changed like you know there's still traffic I'm still problems in my relationships still like things that are bad but it's just it doesn't concern me right um and that's kind of that state of flow where you're like a river and there's rocks in the way and the banks are moving but you're still moving through Mm -hmm. and um where I first experienced that sense of flow and where I still experience that sense of flow is when I have those passion projects Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to touch more on uh, with you or ask you more about the creative flow to to be honest um, as soon as you mentioned flow state I always think back to snowboarding Mm. um, at least for like the last year or so since I've started reading more about meditation and flow states and that sort of thing and I've come to realize it's not for me it's that sport you know I think it's anything that you can get entirely involved with Um, and and the main aspect of that being you're not thinking about it with your rational, normal event processing level brain. I, I'm not, you know, a biologist. Unfortunately, I don't know like <laughs> the, too much about the different parts yeah. of your brain and, and what's working there. But it's it's when you get out of that that part of your brain that's trying to analyze everything, and it's pure action. So, like for me, snowboarding. I've just been doing it for so long, teaching lessons for six years. For me, that's above and beyond the most like the biggest area where I can get into a flow state almost every time I ride. Um, just because, you know, muscle memory and the way my brain's conditioned and after you do anything, you know, they say 10,000 hours makes you an expert in anything, uh, you know, give, give or take a few. <laughs> um, once you get that muscle memory in and sort of just get hardwire in the basics of any sort of action, that's when you can really enter that flow state. And for me with that being in a state of flow, the main aspect of it is just like you said pure bliss everything becomes easy it's not that you don't have to try hard at it it's not that anything's physically exhausting or mentally exhausting but it's that you don't have any sense of anxiety it's being fully present mm-hmm. i think what it really comes down to and that is such a good uh, example because i also love to snowboard and that's why i fell in love with it because at first i <laughs> 
This is what I do when I pick up a new hobby. I just buy all of it and then I have it so I have to do it because <laughs> I used to like be so uh, like money used to be like a huge uh, like stress factor in my life. Right. Big so like I really value the dollar in that way. So if I if I buy the stuff, I need to go do it. So that's and like my friend Lauren, like she would go out to the mountain with me and she's so good at skiing. And she was just so patient with me as I like tumble down the hill trying to snowboard. That's um, but even me just falling and falling and falling, I still felt that flow. And so that pushed me to keep going. And then now when I go out and ride, you know, I, you know, maybe I crash into a tree. Maybe I catch an edge and eat shit, but I, that doesn't matter. And it's funny that you mentioned that really on the other end of the spectrum, mm. where even just constantly falling can still be in a state of flow mm. because you're completely immersed in it. I, I think that's, if you want to boil it down to just a few parameters or just want, you know, two parameters, it's, it's, it's that. It's being entirely present focused on it even when it's negative yeah i think you'd be i guess there's negative flow i never really thought about that before but yeah that's an interesting concept <laughs> everyone says flow state you know like it's something you enjoy doing you know yoga or sports or art whatever it is dancing especially but i'm sure i think there can be negative flow too it's as long as you're like you said you're, you're having fun in the process that's that's all it is yeah no i haven't thought about it that way either but yeah, think I think about that because okay, we're talking about snowboarding, which is a mm -hmm. physical activity. It's very easy to objectively see someone snowboarding and understand why they would be in that flow state. Yep. Um, but when you translate it to something a little more uh, subtle, which it's still not as subtle, but a little bit more subtle, like you're making music or even like you're cooking a meal or something. Right. Um, there's a process involved, and you can be really rushing through making your meal because you have to make it, and it's it feels forced. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about flow, uh, it's the same principle that they teach in Taoism. And okay. a lot of people, even, okay, if you're not familiar with Taoism, okay, um, it's, yeah. it often translates as not doing. And okay. I, there was um, a man in my yoga teacher training who was really, uh, he really followed that philosophy and I didn't completely understand it because I was like, not doing. We can't not do things ever. Like, even if you're sitting completely still, you're still doing something. Right. As soon as you define nothing, yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I read this a couple months ago, and it defined Tao, the Tao as not trying or not forcing. So in whatever we're doing, as long as we're not forcing it, hmm. and it's, it's the same thing as not being attached to the outcome or how that's going to look, but yeah. just being exactly where you are and moving in a certain direction i like that yeah right. so like not forcing things has been like a big thing for me yeah that even when things go bad me. just let it happen exactly yeah. all right and I, I have been reading a few meditation books and things and I, I feel like that's what it all comes down to it's just letting things pass through observing right mm -hmm. awareness over judgment or over control, control. willful control yeah because <laughs> we can't control anything I mean, you know, I can pick up this cup right now. Like, yes, I'm controlling that. But in yeah. terms of the grand scheme of life and all that, I, I think there is a lot on the intuition side of things mm -hmm. that we don't really, our rational minds can't grasp how they're influencing us. That is such a trippy one. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was listening to this song the other day and 
it had this uh, voice recording in the background that would randomly say, are you controlling the dream or does the dream control you? So what's your, <laughs> it's so fun to think about this. Like, what is your stance on free will? Because I, I, I don't believe that every action is predestined, right? Mm. That's, that's, it's less of that and not so much in a final destination sense, but I, I feel like if something's meant to happen, it will happen in some form. I mean, if there's a stream moving, right? The stream of life, energy, all that, you can you can put a rock in the middle. What You can build a makeshift dam. The water's still going to find a way around. It's not going to just stop flowing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of what it's like. And it comes back to that resisting, like you mentioned. You can try to resist, but all it's going to do is is hurt you. Yeah. You know, it's it, things are still going to happen. You can stop something temporarily, but whether it's for you or someone else or society or just like the world, if, if the direction things are going, you can only do so much to to try to block it. You know, you have better luck trying to redirect that energy somewhere else. That's why people say focus on what you love, not mm. what you hate. Putting up roadblocks doesn't really doesn't really work as as sustainably as trying to channel you know that flow the entire energy whatever it is i know we're getting super abstract but (laughs) trying to channel that uh, i'm still picturing like a stream metaphor Mm -hmm. i think very visually so i know that that might not translate on on this podcast as well but picturing a stream and and trying to redirect that somewhere else instead of just putting your hands in the water and try to stop it it's like no no yeah imagine trying to like dam a stream with your hands it just would never work like even if you made a a dam right like it's still gonna go somewhere eventually Mm -hmm. it's still gonna rise up and over sides whatever like your best bet if you want it is to get all that energy somewhere where you want it rather than just looking at what you don't and yeah. yelling at it, you know? No, for sure. And this is actually something that Teddy and I touched on on the last podcast was how we want life to be a certain way and how we're going to lose every single time that we try to fight with life and say, no, what, like, oh, why is this happening, yep. you know? And that's still usually um, an instinct- instinctual reaction. Right is to question, wait, uh, it's not supposed to be like this. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like of some practical solutions to that. Cause yeah. when we talk conceptually and abstractly, mm-hmm. it all sounds good and it's true, but how can we ground that into our daily life? It's, that's a hard question. It's so tough. <laughs> that so is tough. a hard question. You mean, so grounding like an abstract like like your intuitive wish for something so let's say it's like you know art Mm. let's just say either one making any sort of visual art i guess that that's too concrete (laughs) if you're if you're thinking like i'm trying to think of something general okay a lot of people want to be famous right okay so they think like that's just a common like desire for a lot of people most people wish and wish and wish for that for years and they might have an avenue something they try whatever to me, it's not focusing on the outcome to get you there. Like, you can have a goal, sure, but pe- so many people focus only on the goal and not the process to get there. Mm. I don't know if that's answering your question or not. But. No, actually, yeah, okay, so I'm going to, like, tie that in together. I really feel that any problem that you can have can be solved by becoming present. Yeah. And, again, like, that is so much more difficult to put into action and to live that way than to just say, oh, be present. Right. But yeah just say you want life to be a certain way you can have a direction you can have again some concept of how you think that life should be but it seems that on the path every time you come to a new 
um, like pit stop, mm -hmm. you might pause and say, oh, that's funny. I thought I was going this way, but it seems that actually the correct path to go is this way. And the sooner you can get better at that, the easier your life becomes instantly. Because, yeah. you know, the, um, what's his name? Some Greek... Heretocles, I believe. Okay. Some like BC philosopher said <laughs> the only constant in life is change, mm. which is one of my favorite quotes of all time that I try to remind myself because when things are good, you want to try to hold on to them. And then when things are bad, again, you focus on the future and out when really the only way to continually be happy, as happy as possible, is focusing on the present. Yeah. You know? The present. <laughs> L let me ask you something that yeah. I just thought of a minute ago and you mentioned uh, sleep or dreaming. That's been kind of tripping me up for the past couple months and I've, I've had talked with a few other people but okay. um why do you think that we sleep mm. and I don't mean like we all know we need to sleep yes we all know that like we will die without sleep yes but if you like look there's still no si valid scientific explanation for why any creature needs sleep mm. as in why because our bodies are, our minds are almost just as active it's we could e very easily lay prone lay still for you know muscle regeneration or anything like that yeah do you have any okay so i i feel like this my uh information on this is my own experience mm -hmm. and then i also uh have like heard a few things from various sources but i i feel like i have two main theories okay so number one is as humans we have a disease which is we are super identified with our thoughts we're slaves to our thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say, who was this? I think it was Alan Watts. He said, the mind is an amazing slave, but a horrible master. And we're all slaves to our minds, whether we hmm. are conscious of that fact or not. Um, our, our mind is completely going, like sit still for a second and you'll just notice thoughts and emotions and whatever popping in. And the reason that people experience anxiety and stress and um things like that is because it's so overwhelming to have all of that activity constantly going and feeling like you have no control over it so i honestly i feel like one big reason that we need to sleep is like we just need a break from all of our thoughts yep you know because they say that there's um three different states of consciousness and one is uh like waking consciousness and one is uh, dreaming and the other one is mm. deep sleep. So in one, we're in this material world that feels very solid. And then there's right. the dream state, which things are a lot more bendy and oh, yeah. whatnot. And then there's deep sleep where it's just nothing. Right. And our, yeah. So I think we just need a break from the activity. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree completely. Mm. Um, my conclusion that I've come to on that topic is, is similar, but in that... I guess once more one step further and that that deep sleep state when you really are, are in there is it, I think that it's your your soul your consciousness coming up for air on whatever yeah. the other side is out there yeah so in, in terms of you know when we're in here and we talk about meditation and it's possible to get in that present moment through through training and through practice or psychedelic drugs or mm -hmm. various things various ways to kind of get a sense in touch with that inner consciousness that you have but most of the time it's it's watching you know most of the time your your rational brains go in it's it's passing thoughts back and forth around you you're focusing on some external thing that really doesn't actually matter in your life or in you know 
in relation to anything in your world. But we make that so much of our priority. Like you said, you know, our, our thoughts just consume our whole life that it's almost like our, our true consciousness essence, whatever exists beyond, you know, beyond our bodies, that's going to continue on indefinitely and in the reverse indefinitely as well. (laughs) I, I feel like that is the time in a super metaphysical way for that to, for us to almost like come up for air to take a, take a breath, not so much in a literal, like, yeah or like or like we're waking up on some other side Mm -hmm. but it's uh, again in a way that we really can't conceptualize we can't put into words with any of our human you know concepts that we have i think there's something there that for me is is very spiritual like more so than most things you know most rituals that we do and anything like that 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 we're all man-made to a certain degree some part of our rational minds made up different ways of prayer which are all trying to kind of get at that for me sleep is the ultimate that it's we can't even help it you know that's that's our our ultimate like subconscious prayer i guess yeah and that's so true i think we were actually talking about this one time but um we were talking about how you can force yourself to not eat food or drink water and mm-hmm. you can even force yourself to not breathe for a certain amount of time but you can't force yourself to not sleep at some point your body is just gonna lights out right. and you don't have any control over that yeah. and so that's so interesting that your body just or not even your body but your some part of your brain right is like so reaching there and is just struggling to get away from our conscious mind yeah. you know what we call our, our conscious mind or whatever which Again, I'm not into the whole like simulation theories mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing, but it's for for me. There's a lot there that's cool to think about. I mean, on a religious sense, like I consider myself agnostic. Like I just I don't think anyone can possibly know for sure. So it's just it's cool to question things, and I don't think enough people are okay with leaving questions open-ended, with being able to talk about things. You know, we liked like we said about making things products, wrapping them up nicely and holding them out to see or to sell or whatever. I I think there's too much in the universe that you can't package up like that. And it's okay to just leave it open-ended. Yeah. And again, like that's a big part of like the message of this podcast is we we're having a human experience, but we can absolutely not definite or define our experience we can't say that it's one thing all these questions that we're asking they're fun like who knows if our soul is like merging with god in deep sleep but it's so fun to talk about um and by gathering these different perspectives we can gather different perspectives and not see so narrowly or even just become more aware of how undefined life really is right and i think you're saying about you know kind of expanding your awareness and just seeing more possibilities all it does is just open up new avenues for good to come into your life. Mm. I mean, I don't think there's sure there's some just going along the lines of philosophy or spirituality, that sort of thing. Like there's some nihilism, like existential nihilism that sure, like that can be kind of depressing. I was kind of pretty into that post-college, but uh, the negatives aside, you know, yin and yang to everything. I think that the more open we are in any way of thought, the more ultimately the more positive our lives can be. You know, I don't think that opening yourself up to any idea is by itself going to make your life permanently more bad, if if that makes any sense. No, I, and the reason that I think it makes more sense or that I've experienced 
that to be true in my life is as I expand my (laughs) the, the term expand your consciousness or expand your awareness has this like weird feeling of connotation to it but as i used by the pseudo spiritualists yeah exactly (laughs) but as i've um i don't know just expanded my view expanded uh the possibilities Mm -hmm. that can happen it's not necessarily that life is changing for the better it's not necessarily that more and more good things are happening to me but it's just that my perspective is changing. So like just as we're in that flow state, even though there's obstacles, even though there's times that really, really suck, we're still with it. And we're not trying to get away from ourselves. We're not trying to tell life that it's wrong. We're just surrendering into it and saying like, life is gonna be more easy for me and therefore more easy for other people that are around me if I don't cling so hard to my idea of how I think things should be. Right. And, and along those same lines too, like life itself, I don't think can be even good or bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, those, I mean, first of all, that's good and bad is, or good and evil, any of that, like that's all subjective, you know, that, that's all what we define it. But I feel like life just, it just is because it's everything. Yeah. I mean, and that for me, that expands up to like God as well and all that, like there's, there's, the higher up you go in, in whatever makes the universe exist, whatever it is that you and I are trying to like talk about, mm-hmm. the higher up you go, the more all of our concepts, all the polarities and everything just fall away. Mm-hmm. It just, it just is, Yeah. you know, and that's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say past that. No, exactly. <laughs> and like through that avenue, we can, that's where we learn to cultivate compassion and joy and peace and all of those things because we look out at another person or we look out into life and we're saying oh that's a reflection of me and not to say that everything is like me cat but that we're all connected and that and that each of our little nodes and in that connects to the great framework of you know human consciousness the, the collective we do have the power to to create our own universe around us to to a big degree um you know again i don't it turns so many people off kind of talking about that. But like, I do believe in the law of attraction to a certain extent, like not that you're going to make magic things, you know, things appear in front of you, but that you can really, really influence through just your thoughts, through just positive thinking, consistent, um, you know, where you put your mental energy will shape the physical world around you. Um, I've read some really cool books on, uh, there's this one called the quantum and the Lotus. If you ever want to get into that, that's like, it's one of the coolest books if you're into, you know, Buddhism and meditation and that sort of thing, because it's a really easy, it, it very easily relates all of those like Buddhist, you know, Eastern practices to Western neurobiology um, and like quantum mechanics. So it looks at the way in which Buddhism, like these, you know, teachings that have gone on for thousands of years, how they're literally showing the way that like, like indifference, like, um, it's a concept in Buddhism that nothing is, you know, permanent. There, mm-hmm. There's no solid state. Nothing can actually be one thing because everything's constantly empty. You know, every, everything is emptiness at its core. Now they're showing that, you know, with, with like wave, um, what's it called? Like string theory and um, quantum mechanics and all that. That you know, at, at its base, base level, matter is not even a, so- a single thing. They're not even a particle or a wavelength. Depending, it's dependent on 
the observer of where you look at it. So I don't know if that just got too far off on a tangent. If you no, like read we're it, definitely getting super conceptual, but you yeah. know, if you follow, that's awesome. If you don't follow, that's also awesome. Like something that is uh, cool for me is even though like certain concepts are introduced and maybe I don't get it right away, it's like planting a little seed. Yeah, and true. It's like cool to be like, oh, I heard about that before. It's interesting. No, but uh, yeah, especially with um, physics and all of that, mm-hmm. like they've narrowed down that uh, inside the atom, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the smallest particle, it's 99.9999999. Empty. Per- yes, just space. Yeah. And that like zero, 0.00001% is called, I think it's called a quark. And they don't know what that is so what if that that's yeah it's just more space the, the quarks that make up like the nucleus of an atom yeah, is yeah. what i was saying where that they're made up of different parts that can change depending on how you look at them oh wait, so, that's so interesting so like light right i don't want to like misquote or give any misinformation because i'm not an expert on this by any mm-hmm. means but i know for like for sure that um light waves mm-hmm. you know when you're looking at light they transition between a wave part uh, a wave particle and like a solid particle depending on if you're looking at it or not so that's like the most grossly oversimplified um quantum mechanics explanation ever please don't ever quote me on that (laughs) um but but i know like the, the general idea there is right that it's it's crazy to try to put that into a better perspective it's like saying that if you if i was holding if you're looking at an apple on a table it's really a banana when you're not looking at it but as soon as you look at it it's an apple and so what is it it's nothing by itself it's it's somewhere in between it's not you can't say that it is some external thing by itself and now they're proving that the entire universe is made up of things that are not one solid thing they are not the the core of what we're made up of like what our our quote bodies are made up of is not a literal solid thing that we can box up yeah. So like at its core, all of matter and reality, you can't box up and put on display because it's constantly multiple things. Oh, that is like, so interesting. And I, and again, I, I know I'm just vastly, vastly oversimplifying like decades of research, mm-hmm. but like it's We're not physicists. The, yeah, yeah. But, but no, but the idea does hold yeah. up and, and it's that for me, like that's the coolest thing ever. Like if... I've been reading a lot of like religious and spiritual books and stuff, but that sort of thing is by far the most interesting and like explanatory um, side, I guess, on in in terms of like what makes up, you know, the universe and what's most important to focus on, I guess. And you can relate that to um, like sensation perception as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like tying that in with psychology is, you know, the only way that we're able to experience this human thing is through <laughs> is um, through our sense organs, you know? So mm-hmm. we have um, sensory organs, like mm-hmm. our sense of smell, our eyes, our ears, our sense of touch, taste. And if it weren't for these organs, we would be experiencing nothingness. And it's interesting to theorize, like, would we even have, like, a thought if we had no sensation? You can think people who are in a vegetative state or something like that. Um, Because if there's no input, then we have nothing to analyze. And 
I don't know. That's a really interesting thing to think about. It and that's and that's where it's hard too because well, I, I think the main thing to keep in mind there is that it's it's again it's it's us trying to conceptualize it for mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, our rational selves. And we're imperfect. Like you said, it's it's I mean, literally anything. It we're always being updated. The the whole idea of like conservative thought is hilarious to me because like everything is constantly involving the only constant change so like we're, we're always learning and getting smarter as a species and it's not so yeah like we can try to define it but that's really egotistic at a certain degree yeah. like i obviously we all do it and it's okay but like it's really just for us like the universe is going to be fine the world's going to go on continuing as it is outside of our full understanding for the rest of time you know because even though we can control, we are gods in our own sense, you know, and can create our own world around us, which I really do believe, we don't always necessarily understand the way that our actions do that. Or we don't understand all of the implications of, like, every thought that we have. We don't see all the little subconscious things underneath it. So we can try to grasp it and try to box it up, but it's still just for us. You know, and like you said, it's, it's fun. When it's fun and it's good, and that's, that's great, but it, I think that's where a lot of a lot of problem comes in when people try to force that on somebody else yeah. going against the stream. Yeah. That element of force. Yeah. And, you know, we can see that in people who are very stubborn in their views and all that does is create friction and create resistance to the natural flow of things. Right. And when we're talking about like, don't resist things and don't, uh, I don't know, like force things that isn't to say to not take action. Right. Or not to really try. Yeah. And I think that's a huge yeah. trap and a big pitfall when you start to like look into this stuff is like, oh, so I just do nothing. So I just sit <laughs> on the couch all day. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's and, and again, it, it is hard to put into our human words and concepts, but it's it's not not trying at something. It's not even fighting resistance. It's it's not. I guess it's if you're going to avoid anything, it's avoiding cognitive dissonance. It's doing something when your brain, your intuition's telling you otherwise. Like, I mean, a good example, I feel like everyone's felt that way about a job, right? And I, I'm subject to that as well, you know, because no one's perfect, but you, let's say you hate your job, your body, you know, your gut's telling you you have to leave. You you still need money at the end of the day. So, like, there, there are some things where obviously, like, that, you know what I mean? You, you can't necessarily follow every impulse, follow what all your gut's telling you, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's hard. And that's why you just have to get more and more sensitive to what that voice is saying, even though it's not like an actual voice. Yeah. I don't know what it is. No, it, it's, <laughs> it, um, they, who's it? Eckhart Tolle. You ever mm-hmm. read, uh, the power of now? Yeah. I love that right? book. Yeah, so I think he calls it the the mindful observer. Some some kind of observer, but okay. that's that's right. It's it's that that little voice in back, your your real you, the real sense of you underneath all the chatter going on up in your your top brain, you know all the external stimuli coming in. That little you that's underneath and usually stays quiet and just watches. That yeah. you really only get to to be fully when you meditate or you know different state getting into the flow state. Yeah. You know, it's it's that sort of thing. Um, and I guess you could say maybe like living more uh, through your heart and where there's not like that place inside of you that you're referencing. Mm-hmm. 
there's no there's not really words there it's not as like clean cut and it's not as um it's not like a thought you know yeah. where there's words right. it's a lot more subtle mm-hmm. uh, more feeling it, than yeah it's like a pull yeah um and that is more difficult to get sensitive to because a thought is so much more loud oh, and yeah. so we listen to that a lot more well, thoughts are that's like it's like if you think of the ocean your thoughts all that the external stimuli and, and your first reaction thoughts to them that that's all the waves up on top and it's, it'll never be still ever entirely it's it's trying to take yourself lower and lower into yourself into the the still depths of the water below yeah that's so funny i actually use that analogy a lot yeah um I, i've read that yeah, yeah that's not I, <laughs> it's not mine either but i do use it a lot uh and yeah it's that notion that okay you're not separate from the waves but you're not you don't need to get thrashed around you, them you are the, the whole time. ocean mm-hmm. right i mean it's not that you are one or the other and again it's getting off that polarity it's mm-hmm. not saying i'm trying to forget that my thoughts exist or i just want to live underneath and just let everything happen to me whatever no it's like Sit you're, the you're of course you're everything it's just prioritizing mm. you know and don't for and i think a lot of people it's not even it's having a healthy balance of both too. You, you're not going to be an effectual person in the world if you don't have any top level thinking, if you're not active talking to people, um, even like arguing, getting it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of that, that base things that we try to get away from. The, the reason I think that we're, that you and I are talking about it, that it's become such a push in the last, you know, 10, 20 years or so, especially is because so much of the world is so getting caught in the opposite, in the top level stuff that we're, it's just, trying to return that balance trying to return to an equilibrium yeah of that under that that deep still thought mm-hmm. um because you're never going to be able to get rid of the the up top you know the the waves crashing and the distractions something bad getting thrown into your life car breaking down whatever it is but it's it's easy to let that become your entire life no definitely so. and i i'm very much guilty of spending the majority of my time up in the waves <laughs> oh yeah this past month with all like everything going on protests and everything like what started as a quiet quarantine of personal projects and just free creative time turned into obsessive news arguments you know just just not good energy to mm. put out there yeah and it's not saying that none of that's a positive it's not saying that no one should stand fight whatever but it's for me at least it, I, I didn't have the yin to the yang like it became so much too much of that so mm-hmm. you have to remember to pull back and give yourself some breathing space too yeah and by doing that by giving yourself that breathing space you can go back into the wave with so much more like yeah. effectiveness energy really. and yeah. clear head like good at positive energy mm-hmm. positive energy for change for fighting even you know yeah. there's Again, for me, I try to look at any concept like just a full sphere, you know, translucent, like colored sphere. But there's just, yeah, there, there's so many sides to everything. Mm. You know? And especially like when we're talking about um, like human rights and things like that, like obviously it's very important. Obviously we need to fight. Mm-hmm. But if you are exhausting yourself and exhausting yourself, you're just going to end up exhausted and not effective and what's really going to benefit the collective the most is if you give yourself a breath and then you can return with the clarity and you know have a position that 
takes into consideration is this action actually helping the cause or is it driving further separation right and that's what often happens i (laughs) i uh heard this the other day it was referencing some of the peace protests that Mm. were happening in like the 60s it's like i went to a peace protest and i've never seen such an angry and unpeaceful crowd in my life yeah no and and (laughs) even with everything going on this past month i i know i've fallen victim to that too Mm -hmm. just not fighting for change not fighting from the side of love that i want to get to but fighting with hate against hate and the classic fire with fire, it, it's it's never going to actually work in the long run. Yeah. Like you can overpower someone, but if you're overpowering someone with hate, like you're going to end up the bad one. Mm-hmm. And again, in, our, in in terms of our own collective agreed upon like uh, decision on what's good and bad, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely not good to to bring hate in against people that you're trying to show love. Yeah. It just, it's entirely paradoxical. Completely. And I think that that can get super confusing for us because, you know, if we bring up the like concept that, Oh, there's no good or bad, like in our logic minds, we're going to respond. Um, obviously there's good and bad. Like, are you going to say right. that I don't Hitler know, like, was good and you know, Buddha was bad. Yeah. It's like a, Exactly. No, I know what you're saying. Um, And I definitely struggled with that concept, but the conclusion that I've reached and the thing that's always served me well without fail is I just take a pause and I'm saying, okay, I logically in my mind, I can't tell if this is the right or the wrong decision, but then I think, okay, or I'm not thinking, but I'm feeling, is this decision out of love? Is like again like that little space inside me is that what is guiding the decision so and I (laughs) I told my sister this one time and she made fun of me because I would tell her I'm like because we were both struggling with making decisions and I told her if every action you make is out of love you can never be wrong and then one time we were on the couch and my dog was being so annoying and I, I didn't like actually kick her, <laughs> yeah, but I just little... took my leg and pushed her away. And then she was like, hot cat, every decision with was love and then love? kicks yeah. the dog. <laughs> like, you're right. That was not with love. She was annoying me, but. Right. And, and everyone falls victim to that. To say, to say you're not. And I said that earlier about like the pseudo spiritualists I mentioned, like, see, and, and I have a problem because I, I tend to tend to talk to that out of hate Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to not do that now but it's again it's you can't try to pretend to be happy all the time if anything that that's going to leave a continuous layer of resentment underneath so you have to feel bad you have to get angry like i i don't regret saying some very choice angry words to some people this past month like that i know we're coming from a place of love like you said like but at the same and and vice versa being we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago being all love all the time all good vibes while bad things are happening immediately around you that you can take action towards that you should take action towards just from again generally agreed upon ethical values that is just that's more negative than being negative like out of love out of like a deep passion for what you want to be right in the world what you believe to be right you know so it's again it's there's yin and yang in good and bad there's it's yeah and it's so true like how can we put a label on what is good or bad when it's always going to be the individual's 
decision only the individual can know what is good or bad in that moment and the same thing like me love doesn't look like a certain thing like sometimes love looks like a parent punishing their children in the same way we curse someone out or we yell at them and to an outsider it looks oh that person is so angry and full of hate but like they don't know that that was coming from a place of love and that that needed to happen and the world being at peace i don't think is necessarily everyone is skipping around in a field singing you know i think there's still going to be disagreement there's still going to be anger because that's the possibility of all things we don't want to live on like the positive side of the continuum where only positive things happen right because for sure i don't know that's just that's not life no that would be we can't even as as hard as i'm trying right now you can't even picture that no like i i can't realistically picture a pure good hat not yeah happy all positive adjectives world it's just it i think just that would doesn't. be a lie yeah right that 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 would be a, sim- a real simulation because mm-hmm. then there has to be a negative the negative would be you'd have to be drugged up somewhere laying and feeding someone yeah. else like in the matrix you know yeah. <laughs> like, um that's that's funny i want to i forget so i i do have i've had like prescribed add i don't mm-hmm. think i told you that for years so apologies i like randomly lose my thought but no, i know totally I, 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 do too. I i did i wanted to ask you like is it off limits for this to like ask about like what like after death kind of stuff and like that sort of thing unless like there's something that's obviously like just a wrong topic yeah yeah, well super uh, too sensitive like yeah but like i'm open to any questions any topics on this podcast unless it's like something that's like really really hateful say you're like attacking no, no, some group of, of people or of, something of course yeah yeah like, i hope you wouldn't have anyone on this yeah that too. Uh, i would have to edit <laughs> but that like, out sorry no no you're good um just i guess in general like what do you feel like happens mm. like after, just you know not not to go too deep into your personal beliefs yeah. but what do you feel like happens after death after death Again, this is like completely us just theorizing, Mm -hmm. but I have a few different, um, I guess, uh, thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So the first one being that it's really interesting. I can't remember the name of the man who, whose theory this was, but he has a theory that um, we're going to continue evolving but our consciousness is continuing to evolve so it's almost that when we die we like level up or something Mm -hmm. or that even during our life we're going to at some point in evolution experience this kind of like sixth dimension or something of like leveling up so i think that's a really interesting theory um Mm -hmm. i don't really know how that would look um but something that has been making more and more sense to me as i've looked into it more is um why am I? Oh, reincarnation. I was yeah, like forgetting yeah. that word. Um, because when I had heard of it when I was younger, I'm like, oh, if I'm bad, I turn into a f- like a frog. And if I'm good, then I'll be president. I don't right. know, like something like that. Um, but it makes it started to make sense to me again when I merged that Eastern concept with the Western concept. Mm-hmm. And I thought, OK, so again, I can't remember the term for this. But when you're born as a child in your DNA, in your genes, you're carrying past trauma from your mom your grandma like all the way back trauma i think yeah inherited trauma yeah um 
and similarly like certain traits like whether that be certain personality traits or just certain dispositions towards certain things um that carries with you before you even have a say in it you're just born into that similarly you're born into your certain circumstances and that's like that nature versus nurture thing whether like you're a product of your uh, biology or your uh, circumstances but all of that to say we are born with certain karmas already there and then as we go through life we are you know burning some karmas and uh, gaining some more I'm glad you brought that up too instead of because I like you said I originally liked the idea of reincarnation but it seems too linear yeah too polarized you know you're again it's it's based off good or bad I, I think there's so many more factors that go into that and to a certain degree it's the idea of like reincarnation by itself or what was that other one you mentioned called I don't remember it. I can't even remember the name the of na- the man. <laughs> no, so, but, but it's okay. But yeah, but that, like leveling up. Yeah, in some yeah, sense. yeah. But still thinking of that as the only part of that that I would want to expand upon would be thinking of ourself, like after we die, as one, as an individual piece of consciousness mm-hmm. that goes into another body, because I I really believe that at like a certain depth like all of our consciousness like they talk about collective consciousness of people right like how that evolves you know over centuries and, it, and it's easy to put a tangible face on that how we learn like we all generally know mathematics now we can call that part of our collective consciousness like a basic understanding of like elementary level physics that kind of thing like but at a deeper level i i think that we are very literally tied together in terms of like like that essence that that you feel that makes you like you deep deep down when you're like oh like i know this is me you know all this all my labels aside my job my job title um you know my gender everything else aside i feel this like spark inside of me that's like a piece of me that i feel like is really like one thread on a giant fabric like a giant blanket of consciousness in the universe not just people either like i i think that there are little bits of that in hi Jess animal hey what's up <laughs> Jess You're is good. Scott's roommate she's she's cool if you want to hop in at any point feel free yeah <laughs> okay for sure <laughs> um no that's really interesting though because there's this concept um in uh like Vedic philosophy called Indra's web mm-hmm. and so imagine like this big spider web and at each node at each point where Mm -hmm. uh the threads cross there's a little drop of dew and so you look into that uh dew drop and or maybe it's called indra's net of jewels or something like that but it's yeah it's called indra's net but um (laughs) just imagine like a little dew drop and in that reflection of that dew drop you can see all the other dew drops and then within even the reflection inside the reflection you see all of it like for infinity So so it's kind of like that same notion that we are individual parts, but we're all reflecting each other infinitively. I I love that. Mm. I've never heard of that before. What's that called? Uh, I think it's called Indra's Indra's. Net. I got to look that up. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I was going to say something else about that. I'm a very visual person and like I love that visual explanation. Yeah. and the thing is, you know, we can imagine that there's some other realm that we go to mm-hmm. where we're not necessarily a human, we're like some other form, right. or maybe we're more formless. But because we're in um, a human experience right now, it's just 
a thought we can't eat like even the whole idea of reincarnation is just a thought mm -hmm. but because we have no reference for anything outside of this experience it's hard for me to say like oh we're gonna go to heaven whatever that means it, even like reincarnation right like mm -hmm. ending up as like a an insect or you know i mean we're already kind of top of the food chain looking yeah. at a basic level but yeah let's say a very powerful well-off person materially well-off person or like an insect whether you live good or bad that's it's the same idea as heaven or hell mm -hmm. like tr traditional heaven or hell which again I, I don't think it's that simple like you're saying I, 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 I feel like there's so many other ways other things connecting and and yeah and, and some people if you want to look at it at a a base level of value like evaluating it I guess I'm sure some people are set up in life based on their past conscious experiences or connection, you know, past connections made in the universe. Yeah. I, I'm sure that they're set up for a more superficially enjoyable life. Yeah. Like for sure. But at the same time, like, I feel like depending on, on your free will, depending on like how you choose, what you choose in your life, you can live a better life, like very literally better more enjoyable happier like in every way if if not materially um more successful starting off in a ter in a terrible position yeah right and that's the whole journey that's the whole drama of that like the story that we play out and it comes back to this thing like once you quote unquote like have everything you're not gonna be satisfied because it's the journey it's the process whether that right. be living a human life or like making a piece of art or making it down the mountain <laughs> I, I think it's just, it's also it's defining what you want in terms of trying to define what you want in terms of of something you can get out of a process mm. because putting the importance of your life all your energy behind an end goal as soon as you get to that end goal you have like what what are you working towards where is all your energy going once you've achieved it so people have their midlife crisis yeah people right they work really hard it's not to say that money's bad by itself it's not to say that material success is bad inherently but people will set themselves up as this is the end goal i want to make a bunch of money i want to get a house i want to do all these things and they don't ask themselves why they don't ask what they're going to do once they get it they just know they want to get it because they're either they're told or for whatever reason then they get there they get it all and they're miserable and they don't know why and at that point you're slowly over you know the years of living as a human being your your neuroplasticity slows down you slowly become less able to to look at new perspectives and and you know change the way that you think um not say you ever can stop or anything like that but for just the way that our society is set up you definitely slow down over time so it's it's sad to see when that happens when people will lose half of their physical years or more chasing something without knowing why, without ever stopping to ask themselves why or ask themselves what they're going to do when they get it you know and it's just no yeah. it's really devastating and you know you can look at it in that sense of oh i'm 40 and was i even really there was i even really enjoying this thing that we don't know what it is but you right. know we say that we get uh like maybe like 60 70 years and then who knows what happens after we die but like let's be here for it you know even 
sorry, uh, just on that same note, even people that at a very, like thinking of a lot of the American population, like, you know, my parents included to a certain level, like thinking of a very literal definition of heaven or hell, right? Even you live your whole life, let's say not material success. You live like a very like good, you know, quote, good life, helping people, all this stuff. If your goal is only just to get somewhere afterwards, how do you even know what that'll look like? Like, let's say you end up in your physical body, whatever, somewhere off there, if you where you have everything you want, quote, you know, quote, unquote, everything you want. If you've never asked yourself what you want or defined that, like very tangibly defined that, like said it out loud, wrote, written it down. How, what's going to be there? You know what I mean? People, everyone yeah. talks about you want to live a good life so you can go to like to heaven. What does that what does that look like to you? I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm anything's wrong or right or anything like this, but I think a lot of people don't even bother to define what they want to be a heavenly state, you know, because they just look at what they don't want. And yeah. Yeah. And that's a really interesting concept. Um, because I've read this before is that heaven is not a place and hell is not a place. It's happening right now. And you get to decide even though it's going to take a lot of unlearning and a lot of like passion and direction and commitment and having to surrender into that flow state. Mm -hmm. But ultimately we create heaven or hell right here, right now. I agree. And oh, sorry. And to get into heaven, all we need to do is come into the here and now. And yep. all these religions are pointing to, oh, God and evil and this, and it's all outside of ourselves. Right. And it cr- again, it reinforces this illusion of separateness and it externalizes what we're trying to get. Right. And we don't even know why we're trying to get it. We're just like, okay, there's a promise of something better in the future and it takes us out of the here and now where life is happening right life is not happening in the future it wasn't happening in your past it's happening now and if you want to take um religion and apply those concepts which are all pointing to the same thing and apply them to your life like you find god in the present moment and god is not in my experience it's not a person it's not um it's nothing outside of ourselves it's he's transcendent and imminent in every single thing and to get into heaven and to come to god is to like literally just let go and stop forcing and enjoy life entirely be yeah entirely be and stop trying to have all these labels and all these constrictions and all these i'm better or worse than that person or whatever that may be and when we talk about purpose Um, I didn't come up with this uh, concept, but we have our external purpose or our material purpose, which is I'm going to be a dope musician. I'm going (laughs) to be a dope artist. I'm going to crank out the tunes for the people. Um, And that's your external purpose and material purpose. And that is going to change. But a lot of people are so identified with that material purpose that they fail to recognize that that is a lot more irrelevant than your internal purpose which is to be here now right and And it takes the pressure off of that external purpose and actually makes you more effective in materializing your dreams right if you are operating out of 
now. And and as as uh, less ego involved as I, or as least ego involved as I can, mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to do with like the you know what we did last weekend. Yeah. Going down to the beach. Talk just, about it. <laughs> yeah. So last weekend we went down to. Um, the beach with some friends set up we have this little mobile setup with speakers and battery basically an entirely like off the grid dj setup and the idea with that again is so many people start djing or producing music or anything along those lines with the the intention and idea of like getting famous or making money right and like i remember consciously deciding early on that like I don't want money ever for any of this and that doesn't mean to say I'm going to turn down money if someone wants to give it to me but that in like very very actively like not setting this up like for free just having the the purpose be just to play music with my friends is to try to get to that present moment yeah because as soon as you start like reaching for something that someone else has to give you recognition money anything like that anything that comes from somebody else it's not the whole project, the whole activity, the the effort, you know, getting it like it's no longer a flow thing. It's it's a climb, you know, there's anxiety attached to it. There's all these other things that come in when I'm looking out towards something in the future instead of just focusing on what we're doing in the present, um, which I know that just got super conceptual again right off the bat. Damn yeah, it. We've been getting but really my conceptual, bad. But it's all good. It's I haven't. Good. This is what happens when I also haven't when I've been furloughed for months and haven't and just been by myself for the most part and just get yeah super in my own head but yeah um, but these are like thoughts and concepts like yeah it is very conceptual but it's all pointing to the very essence or like the very fundamental principles of of this human thing of this human (laughs) thing and you know if we can take these really simple concepts and learn how to apply them again they're very simple and with anything we're not when we're trying to like come home to ourselves in the present moment, things aren't going to get more complicated. It's going to get more simple. It's a process of unlearning. And, but when we're able to operate out of these very simple principles, uh, that's when we're going to be more, most effective in doing so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is all very conceptual, but it's all pointing to literally the very, very basics of what we're doing here. Exactly. No. And, and, it's like what we were talking about religion earlier, mm-hmm. you know, or like what comes next, what, any of that. It, it's it's interesting. It's fun to a certain extent to talk about. And it's, and even just in questioning, question. I, I think almost sometimes questioning without looking for a concrete answer can get you closer to the, the again, the quote unquote truth than trying to derive a solution out of like a problem. Yes. You know, just, just just asking it and just being a part of the questioning just a part of like that flow like slowly we're just we're like two drops in the stream trying to divert the water to like a better source you know it's away from like the trash pile over there (laughs) no i i really like that and that's a really cool way of phrasing it um as being part of the questioning because ultimately all of the humans we're all trying to live out this thing and we don't know why we're here. We don't know what we're doing. We're just trying for something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying I, to be happy or whatever. Trust me. I wake up, I, like, when I was working, I'd go into work some days. I'm just like, what is, like, the point of everything? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a- again, you have to think in material, concrete terms. I'm like, well, what would be different if I just quit my job, sold my things, 
rented you know bought a cheap van and just went and lived down by the beach like because then okay you know well then i won't have internet i won't be able to produce (laughs) music i won't have like all these things that i enjoy doing and yin and yang to both of those but again it's 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 what do you want to look at the world's hap the world is that that's it it just it is the universe is all it's good and bad and everything in between and so we are lucky enough to be able to consciously think and talk about and decide what we want to look at and what we don't yeah and yeah that's it's not to say that doing the nine to five is good or bad or living in a van is good or bad but it's really like what do you want to do and what's going to help you best live out of love and service and what's going to make you feel most connected to yourself and to others and to life right and that's going to look completely different to every single person so how can we tell another person the way you're living is wrong because that's not the way that i am living or the way that i think i should be living i've i've been trying this past month to get better with that too um similar to like the protesting things just trying to if i want if anyone wants to show someone or try to convince people of something right everyone knows lead by example the best way to make a change is just to embody that change is just to be like not to preach it i've i've done plenty of that myself which like i'm not proud of and it's not to say that that there's not a time to stand up and be vocal to more voices that will hear it you know other than if they're not watching you whatever but I know I've been bad with that and it goes back to that trying to fight hate with hate, you know, trying to, to say, Hey, we sh-, you know, everybody love everybody. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's ineffectual. <laughs> For sure. And this is actually like a, a Bible verse. Again, I'm not gonna be able to like repeat it yeah. verbatim, but it says, you know, if you're really living your life of truth, and if you, I think the words that they use is if you have Jesus in your heart, mm-hmm. um, meaning that, you know, you're living a life of truth and love and service, you don't need to preach to other people. They're going to see how brightly you're shining and they're going to ask you, how can I be like that? Right. Um, and again, see, like you go to the Bible, which I've in the past had a lot of resistance to mm-hmm. and resentment towards, but now by like letting all of my labels fall away i can see they're all pointing to the same thing right and yeah like if you're living your truth and you're shining so brightly and people look at you and say wow that person just is flowing through life and they're just so kind and loving no matter their circumstances and they're at some point they're gonna say i i want to live like that right not necessarily that they want to live the exact material life that you're living but they want to be in their own expression as someone who is full of light and there's um it's there's like this poster that i see everywhere of buddha and it says uh a single candle can light a thousand flames and like that original flame won't be diminished any which apparently is actually the buddha never said that oh really (laughs) but yeah which is funny i like that though no, I like that too. And it's along the same vein as, mm-hmm. you know, if you learn how to shine that light from within, from, you know, finding that internal purpose, 
and finding that presence, yeah. then you know that you never need to reach outside of yourself to be full, that you're always full. And then other people can see that light within you and recognize their own light. And, that, and that's for almost every human endeavor that we take on the intrinsic value versus ex- extrinsic. Like as soon as you're looking for some other source, someone else to validate your happiness or give you it or anything like that, you, you're never going to have it like full, fully. You're never going to embody it. Mm. You can have it for a minute, but it's that it's just dependent on that same external source yeah. to come and go, you know, whereas if you try to make it internal and, and, make it about the process make it here and now then yeah then it's forever yeah uh, and that's like another thing like with every like if you ask anyone what they really want in life mm-hmm. almost everyone's gonna say oh I just want to be happy right. and you know all of their career endeavors and relationships and physical well-being and all of that they're willing to let that go in in order to have happiness because that's everyone's like end goal like this place right. of like eternal love and peace and joy but if you ask most people and you say oh well are you happy they'd be like well uh i would be happy if x y and z were Mm -hmm. happening and so they're placing conditions on their happiness and they're saying i'll only let myself essentially i'm only going to let myself be happy if x y and z are present in my external world right and so it's so hard to let go of x y and z and just say okay fine like i can be happy no matter what's happening right and the more that you tap into that and live from that place uh, the easier stuff is yeah well it's right it's not even easier yeah but i feel like that's that's when you that's when you are happy yeah like it's you know happiness that's unconditional that's happiness that's not a reaction to something or it's not an emotion it's a state exactly when people say they want to be happy so i'm going to do something that doesn't make me happy to get there you're like it's like you're missing it like that's that's the exact opposite of what you just said you wanted Mm -hmm. like uh, yeah it's it's crazy it's so crazy it's so crazy because we're talking about it and we do that all the time oh of course and (laughs) yeah right like we're not immune to this like uh we'll have this talk or i'll read some book and or meditate or feel great and like 10 minutes later something comes into my life and you're just and I'm swearing to myself, you know, like, right. of, of course, like, I've, I I think it's incredibly egotistical to be like, again, it's like the good vibes only, yeah. whatever. It's like, no, of course not. Like, we're all human. Like, we all have flaws. We all get mad and angry and do things we regret. And we're all of it. Yeah. It's just try. What's your what's your direction? Right. Go back to the stream. Like, you're always going to have little you know things shooting off you're always gonna have stones in the way whatever like this but it's like are you still going in the right way are you still going towards where you want to go eventually because if you do that then everything else is inconsequential in the long run yeah no absolutely yeah Hmm. i'm gonna pull another question for you for sure let me take a peek here it's funny, we actually touched on most of these just through really? our genuine conversation. I didn't even have to ask. I love that. Hmm. So, Teddy, mm-hmm. you know, my roommate who I had on the podcast last time, um, he actually had a question for you. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he said, 
what does freedom mean to you? I think freedom, I'm going to step back from the, um, the metaphysical yeah. that we've been on and yeah. talk more concrete, like mm-hmm. earthbound. Let's bring it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physical realm. Okay. Uh, freedom for me means the ability to do for every person to do as they please that so long as it's not infringing on the freedom of someone else. I like it. And that's so... I even know that's a self-contained definition. Damn it. <laughs> using the using freedom in that. Um, but you understand the, yeah. the idea, right? It's, it's it, out of all politics, I would say I'm most libertarian. Like, obviously, there's some things like I, you know, like we need as a society. But yeah, it's, it's, it's being able to do what you want and in a way that doesn't hurt anyone else. That's in no way negative on someone else. And as soon as we come into those human interactions, I mean, that's case by case. Exactly. <laughs> to try to And you deal yeah. with it in the moment as it occurs. There's no, right. there's no guidebook for right or wrong in each of those right. scenarios. It's just you deal with it as it comes and you act out of your heart in that situation. To say to, to live free is, I think that's like an oxymoron. Because by living, we're inherently going to come across times where we cannot have true freedom. Like freedom by itself, like the idealistic freedom, is what, what I said. I think it's the ability to, to do whatever you want. Like, honestly, yeah. Like to like do whatever you want out of, I don't want to say out of love because that's still like binary, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, on a scale. But yeah, to, to do what you want that is within the confines of moral value yeah ethical value yeah no I definitely I see what you're pointing at and I completely agree and I really think that this just goes back to that river metaphor <laughs> that, <laughs> I love that we keep going to is um like when I think of freedom in an idealistic sense or what most people think of when freedom comes to mind is again like I feel like when society defines freedom, it's almost like you have control. But I think mm-hmm. that actual freedom is you're letting go of that control. And again, you're mm. allowing life to move through you without you having to constantly make sure that life doesn't fall apart. <laughs> I like that. And um, it's kind of like like the ocean metaphor as well. The waves are happening on top. The stillness is underneath. And neither one is more true. You're the whole thing. But the first time that you sink to the bottom of the ocean and you get a breath, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like, this is freedom. Like, wait, I could have been here this whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you stay down there long enough and then you're like, oh, wait, this isn't freedom because I missed that. There's well, there's things happening up top. Yeah. There's like you know my my boat, whatever, <laughs> which which do matter, right? You gotta yeah. you still have to navigate this world. Like yeah, yeah, you, you can't. It, it's balance. It so. it is. I think true freedom is balance, and you see you have like one side of the coin, which is, I don't know, say like, that soul, that place where you can rest and say, okay, I am having this human thing. I don't know what it is, but there's a little place inside of me that is okay that's still no matter what's happening on the outside I will always be okay like not maybe not my physical body maybe not my feelings maybe not my ego but 
that inner mind like my like yeah like maybe like soul is can never be hurt um but we are human we're in the thing so (laughs) it is our duty to live a human life and to interact with other people and to connect and to serve our outer purpose and to experience this thing and so to live in either extreme is limiting our experience because either we're so caught up in the activity Mm -hmm. or we're um like detached or we're we're letting bad things collectively agreed upon bad things Mm -hmm. happen which we could be preventing yeah by being too absorbed in our own peace of mind definitely and i think that true freedom rests in being up in the waves but knowing that if you ever need a breath you can go back down yeah. and it's funny going <laughs> underwater for a breath but it's like hopefully you guys are following it's like going to going to sleep for a breath exactly. for your soul breath i think no exactly. I, I get that well i kind of feel like this is a good place to end it i feel like we covered a lot of stuff we did and i can ramble i trust me i could ramble for hours about no, like this shit but me too. <laughs> well scott i'm really i'm really excited that you agreed to be on this i think yeah, that it, it flowed really well um i, think so. I really enjoyed having you on thanks so much for having me i can't believe like I'm, i feel honored i feel honored i love best. talking to you let's go make some uh some drip paintings yeah we're gonna have a little crafty art sesh after this um i just wanted to close out with a few things um you know send your questions into the show we would love to answer them anything it can literally be about something you can ask me what my favorite meme is you can ask me a deep deep question um (laughs) but yeah no send them in and also, it would help us out to get the show out to more ears, if that's the will of things. Give her a follow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share this podcast with your friends and family if you liked it. Um, but yeah, this show's on Apple Podcasts. We've got uh, video recordings on YouTube or on Spotify and Google Podcasts if you want to support the show. There's some links in the show notes. We got a Patreon page. Um, and reach out to me send me a dm you can visit the show page at kellis.co slash podcasts Uh, i think that's about it but scott do you want to add any plugs where can people (laughs) find you what are you up to for sure if you if anyone's interested in bass music in any form uh feel free to give me a follow or check me out on uh, soundcloud and instagram at scotty mars um if anyone's in san diego and listening Come follow Renegade Sounds events on Instagram. We got, um, you know, as socially distanced as possible events um, happening around on the beaches, little impromptu gatherings, trying to be as present as possible with uh, bass-loving friends, you know. But, yeah, hopefully, uh, either way, Kat, appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with this. This is sick. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope to connect with you all some more send me your feedback and no matter what you're doing just keep living with love and keep doing your thing peace